Yeah, so you know what I love to do? What? When I'm at like a live show, yeah. I love to be the guy screaming, come on, Freebird, I want to hear Freebird, you know, like my request. Oh, yeah. It, Musicians love it when you do that, by do the they? way. No, they huh. hate that. Oh. In fact, you know what You know what usually happens is, is they, they flip you off. They give you the finger and they say, here's your Freebird right here. The next one's going to cost you. So oh. just, yeah. Don't I, do I always that. thought that was like, the number one, like, like your number, number one. Now it's one not on the, that. On the no. list. Oh God, dude! Uh, wait, hey, we're rolling. All right, well then, let's roll. Well, I'm Rich and I'm Mark, and we are two, two guys, guys on, on Block, Block Island. Island. All right, listeners, uh, on the podcast, uh, a lot of times we we talk with our guests about how Block Island sinks its hooks into you one way or the other. Uh, for some people, they step off the boat and it's love at first sight, right? For other people, uh, maybe they get off the boat and they're, they're like, it, it's a, more of a slow burning kind of thing where it, the island kind of grows on them little by little. Um, and, or, and, or you can't pay your bill and you end up a dishwasher. Yeah. Like me. Exactly. <laughs> or that happens, right? Sometimes you got to do some. Anyways, our guest today is someone who is on the uh, uh, second kind of um, uh, example where, you know, he first came to the island a number of years ago and then he started coming out a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more. And now this summer, upcoming summer, 2023, will be his first summer as a full-time summer dude on Block Island. Wow. And I am talking about my uh, bandmate and good friend, Rob Davis. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> Great. Nice to see you. I wish like every job I had would introduce me that way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, we're available. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can, yeah. Yeah. It so, might seem weird to yeah, the to yeah. the audience. I mean, we can show up with you to job interviews if you think that would <laughs> help. Um, well, I work for myself right now, so right. it's, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to the boss. I'll, I'll, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's so, good. So, Rob, the first, the first question we ask all our guests is, um, when was the first time you came to Block Island? Um, when, you know, what is it about the island that, that you know, kind of hooked you? What are your first experiences out there, your first impressions, all that kind of stuff? All right. So, first time, uh, I'll give a quick Mini story beforehand, uh, my dad was a police officer in the town of Cranston, Rhode Island for a very long time. And, and your dad's name? Mr. Alan Davis. Al Davis. The uh, coach of the Raiders, except this one's alive. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, so, so far. <laughs> when he retired from Cranston, he decided to get a job on Block Island as a part-time police officer for the summertime. One of the summer guys. Yes, which, okay. which is the coolest thing because how many other police departments have part-time guys? There's usually not a thing. So. Right. Um, he was like, yeah, what I'm, year was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was, I was like a junior in high school, maybe. Yeah. And you'd never been there before? That would have been like 2012. Yeah. No, I'd right. never been to Block Island. Okay. So even though you grew up in Cranston your whole life, whole life, never been to Block Island, never been to Block Island. <laughs> um, however, that's a common story I hear a lot. It is. Yeah. So, um, long story short, uh, my dad, right around my birthday in August of like 20, I was going into my senior year of high school. And uh, 2012, 20, yeah, 20, 2012. Um, and he's like, come out for the week, you know, come out for the night. My mom goes out um, and my little brother goes out and uh, we stayed at what was the surf hotel at the time and it poured rain 
and I was 16 turning 17. And when you can't drink on Block Island <laughs> and it's raining in the summertime and you're only there for 24 hours, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. So my first impression of Block Island was this place sucks. <laughs> Why would anyone come here? Why do I want to be here? Can I please go home? Uh-huh. Um, and which is funny how it turned out. But uh, and then the following season, um, I get asked by my dad, "Hey, I might have gotten you a gig on the island." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Because I had a high school band at the time that was playing, and he's like, "Would you want to play on Block Island?" And I'm like, "You know, when you're 17 and you're like, this is like." This is it. You made it. So I get the phone call. You check the weather. <laughs> check the weather. Absolutely. Um, we rallied a couple of the boys um, who hadn't really ever played. We were playing some places in Cranston at the time, too, and around Rhode Island, um, like that Mardi Gras multi-club that used to be a thing. I was like oh, yeah, 17 yeah. years old playing that place, which is hilarious. Um, but uh, And then I get the phone call to go play Captain Nick's on a Sunday afternoon which or a Sunday evening. And uh, we brought the band out. Uh, we had this ridiculous time. It was like playing Wembley Stadium. Um, and when you're 17, again, it is Wembley Stadium. Uh, the crowd was absolute insanity. Um, I don't remember all of it. We did play Freebird. Um, <laughs> I, I know I know that for a fact. We Thanks, did play man. Freebird. We and did you, play and you Freebird. didn't even give me the finger. No, I didn't. I didn't know you yet. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, that's a, I'll take that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we're kind of skipping ahead. And then you, you just kind of like, man, there's something cool about this place that you didn't see exactly. the first time you were out there. So, yeah, first impression was not good. And next thing you know, um, here all the time. So. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to add to your story a little bit because um, now yeah. I'm going to I'm going to come come at your story from from the other side. Yes. OK. The other side of Al. The other side of Al Davis. <laughs> now, Al, Al, Many sides. Al Davis, I met. Uh, Rob's dad I met the first his first summer out there of course being at Captain Nick's it's like you yeah. know you you, you, you inter- interface with the local police yeah, you want to get to know who you may be interacting with you know throughout the summer absolutely yeah. and so I meet Al who by the way is one of the most affable nice guys you'll ever meet in, in your life like he, he'll talk I mean he could talk to a wall for an hour basically oh no he does yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is yeah, kind of. And sometimes maybe. I'm the wall. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, yes. But but he, Al was always great. Your dad was always fantastic because like he would just come and we'd just chat, and I really got to know him that summer. Now one of the things that Al um, kept repeating to me ad nauseum, he kept telling me about how his kid was such a great guitar player. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Can't sure. always trust the parents. And uh, I'm going to do my Al impersonation. Ready? Uh, yeah, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should really check out my son, Rob. Uh, great guitar player. Really great. No, he's like, he's really great. He's playing, you know, way above his level. Uh, you should really have him come sit in sometime. And it was like every Sunday, you know, because we had our band, the Booze Beggars, and then it morphed into the Young Guns, obviously. But um, so finally, Al wore me down. After all summer, I'm like, finally, towards the end of the summer, I'm like, okay, Al, bring the kid out. We'll get him up for a song. So I, I prep the band. I'm like, listen, guys, we got this kid coming up. It's Al's son. You know, you know how it is. It's a cop. We got to, <laughs> let's just throw the kid a bone, get him up there. So the Sunday afternoon comes and in walks this fresh faced little kid with glasses <laughs> and he's carrying his guitar case and, and no offense, Rob, but it was like, I'm like, this kid looks like he just came from the library, like doing his math homework. 
And uh, which is I'm, so funny because I was a C student my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you were good at math. Um, you should have been the kid just coming out of the library and yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. Um, but anyway, so so you know we we play a little bit and then uh, we we're like, all right, we're gonna introduce our, our friend uh, Rob Davis is gonna come up and so Rob steps up. I don't even remember what song we played, but this kid lights it up. Yeah, like I mean, we were all blown. We're like, how old is this kid? This kid was shredding. Like at like a level that it, it it was playing beyond his years. Like it just a natural understanding of the blues and 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 just just musicianship that it it, it threw us off. We're like, holy shit! So I think we chatted after that. Um, was Al there? Are you kidding? Uh, I know we'll get to that. Al but. is like Rob's biggest. <laughs> but fan. did you did you have like the open mouth and head turn to Al and then back? Were you like? No, I'm smarter than to let Al know that he's right about anything. <laughs> yeah, ne- any point. Never ever. let the manager know how good the talent is. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, he that, was okay. <laughs> so, you know, and and I think it was. Now, did you sit in with the booze beggars? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't remember. I don't either. Um, I think it might have been. I think I did because we. It's the adrenaline in your case and the bourbon in your case. It, correct. It's two oh, different yeah. reasons for not remembering. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the the whole point of the story is that it, I think it was a transition year where the booze beggars were kind of like quote unquote not breaking up, but it was our last year as doing the deck gig, and Dominic was going to be the only one staying back on island. So I had to like put another band together if we wanted Sundays to go on. And so I'm like, "What are you doing next summer on Sundays?" And uh, is that how you remember it? Yeah. So the way it kind of happened in my brain um, was I definitely, I think I did definitely sit in with you guys. You did. Because I remember see, I remember watching you guys on the deck and being like 17 years old. And being like, old. these guys suck. Well, no, actually. It was the opposite. It was, well, first of all, if you've never seen the Booze Beggars, um, you should. And if you have seen the Booze Beggars, you know exactly what I mean when I say, I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> I, I i'm having such the hard i'm having the hardest time understanding what's happening here but it's, i love it's a it thing. right it's yeah a it's thing a thing it's a great yeah. thing it's yeah. a thing and yeah. the thing is is like part of the thing is not trying to get it you know it's just this is fun oh my god like you can have fun and be loud and stupid and have <laughs> but also be amazing musicians at the same time and, like and good save good yeah. save good yeah save. no yeah, no you. i know what i'm doing yeah yeah um <laughs> but no at, at the same time too i'm 17 i'm sitting there and i'm like Man, these guys are fun. Like, th- I want to have this kind of fun. I want to do this. This is fun. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so like, cause I took my band really serious. You know, learning the songs the right way, learning all the notes the right way. And I remember, I'll never forget it. We, uh, we still play your version of Jet Airliner by Steve Miller. Band. We do, which is yeah. I learned it like Steve Miller, and then I remember showing up to the gig to play it. Um, and he goes into his you know version of it, which is different. It's not. It's more of a slower R and B kind of. It's actually easier to play, which yeah. is nice. Um, but I remember like my brain is shutting off. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not how I do. Th- how do I? What do you mean you don't practice? What do you mean you don't rehearse? What do you mean you didn't learn the song? Like, but we're playing the song. What do you mean you didn't learn it? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're 17 years old, thinking you kind of got you know it all figured out, which you don't. Um, you, Again, the booze beggars were my introduction to uh, a whole bunch of things that you can't learn out of a music book or going to music school for. And, uh, you know, some some could argue that the level of education could have been slightly better. But um, but there's an art part of it. There's an art to it. There's a learning and then there's the art part. I mean, it's the same in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. You you can learn chef school to the T and then you get into a kitchen and you meet the right couple of chefs Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow. Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. Like, I thought you had a... 
No, it's, it's yeah, awesome. The, the Booze Beggars are that band that if all five five members, yeah, all five members, it, without one of them, it doesn't work. Or with someone else, it's just not the same, you know? Um, so it was cool to see that kind of band for the first time, you know, because I had gone to see the only concerts I really ever went to because I wasn't old enough to get into bars and clubs was um, like, you know, all, you know, Springsteen, ACDC, like all these mega shows. I didn't get a chance to see local music a lot, although I did get to sneak into a few places, but we won't throw those places under the bus because uh, <laughs> I was definitely underage. Um, but even then I'm going to see tribute bands or like, you know, something cool. But uh, and the booze beggars were my introduction that to like there's this whole other world of live music out there that I didn't even know existed um, because they were just up there having fun and ripping, too. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, and Steve Lighty is low-key one of my gu- major guitar influences. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the man just has a way of making the guitar not sound like a guitar, but it is a guitar. And yeah, again, 17-year-old Sponge just taking it all in on the deck of Captain Nick's that day, and then you go sit in with him and, you know, try to figure it out. And then, yeah, Mark calls me, I want to say the beginning of the following summer, and was like, hey, man, um, you want to do Saturdays acoustic and Sundays with us on the deck? And I was just like, uh, I think so. I think that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And I just graduated high school, and I was just like, let's go do this. I was like, we'll give you $25 a gig. I was like, which is funny, because I actually, at a young age, made good money playing music in bars. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I was like, yeah, 25 bucks. I, we can talk about it. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> well here's, a, here's a secret. That's what happens when you're good. Well, you know, yeah, uh, no, it's true. No, no, you know? you're good. And so you start coming out that following summer, whatever it is, 2004, let's say five, whatever. Uh, f- 14. Yeah. Or 14. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I was like 10. I, I lost a decade <laughs> yeah. there somehow. Um, yeah. I wish you I could lose a decade right be now. Be in history. No. Yes. <laughs> See and everything else. I am a history minor, actually. I do have yeah, a, yeah, there I have you a minor go. There you go. So, so you start coming out now. Uh, where, where were you staying? So when you'd come out, um, I did have to ask permission to talk about this and I got the green light to talk about it. Um, oh, good. My dad being a cop on the island was given housing um, by the town. And one of the biggest problems of Block Island is sometimes where am I staying? You know, because if you're working out there, housing oh, sometimes man. shifts. Yeah. All the, as, as everybody, I would most say people it know. is the major problem with Block Island. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's only so much room. Um, and then what dovetails into that is you give an employee a place to stay and all of a sudden their friends are staying there and their sisters mm-hmm. staying there. And yeah. You know. You know, so yeah, it just spirals. So, um, piggybacking off of that comment, my dad was like, "So here's the plan: we're going to put you on an air mattress in my room on Saturdays. You're going to stay there. You're going to be quiet. You're not going to leave the room. You're not going to talk to anybody. You're not going to make any noise. Um, you're going to leave when I leave. And when I he was working mostly late nights shifts at the time for weekends, and so I'd go play my gig. He'd sit on the gig, watch the gig." Him and I would walk back to his room. We go, or we go have dinner, do whatever. I'm shacked up in the room, just sitting on the on the air mat, just <laughs> twiddling your thumbs, twiddling my thumbs. Um, if he wasn't your dad, he'd be arrested for that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do not leave this room. Stay on that mat. You know, I mean, Don't I was I was 18, so I guess it's my own choice. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah no. Uh, so I was staying with him, and then I would stay in the band room at Captain Nick's on Sundays. Right, and then the two of us would go home on Monday. So for the first four or five years, when he was still a cop out there, that was what we did yeah um and it got easier as i got older obviously because i could you know go do things you and get off the mattress quietly yeah. <laughs> and the thing about block <laughs> island is sometimes it takes a couple years for people to kind of not even just remember who you are but also like realize that you're even there um <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm still waiting for yeah that to happen, no like to be quite it, honest I, I can it, it ha- 
happened in three year cycles. And by the third year, they're like, oh, you're the guy, uh, you're the music guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that's, it's amazing how <laughs> <A> people, <conversation. laughs> people can separate you from that stage. You know, when I own the restaurant, oh, people chit chat, you're their best friend. They love you. I'd pass them anywhere else and they wouldn't even recognize. Like it was, I was associated with that position on Block Island. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I was in the BIG getting ice cream. Hey, the, how are you? Good. You're the you? Sharky's guy. Yeah. yeah. When you're at Sharky's, I, I pop right out at you. Block yeah. Island was the only place that really happened like that for us, too. So, like, we're all a bunch of kids in high school in a classic rock band, and we're walking down the street, and they're like, oh, you guys were sick last night. <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, just trying to get a coffee at the bakery, and you're like, wait, you know who we are? This is so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it really is, like, yeah. amazing for that. You know, like, you really can. Like, you, it's such a small place that if... You know, if you had 200 people in the bar the night before and you're walking down the street, you know, you're going to bump into somebody that was there. And yeah, it's cool. It's good for the ego. Yeah. So I was crashing, crashing on the floor. Dad's in the air mattress there. And then, you know, depending on where he was staying, sometimes depended on what time I could go over there or whatever that might have been. And then he decides not to uh, come back out. And that's when I had to kind of start figuring out which couch it was going to be and kind of. You know, so there's been some adventures of where am I sleeping tonight, but I've been taken really good care of over the years. Like, I can't like, at all, so who so. are some of the people that uh, you would like, you know, couch surf off of? Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, and a, right. like, I didn't have to couch surf as much. Um, you stay at Dominic's a little bit, I think, right? Didn't like once or, twice, once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, you know, it was usually for emergencies because usually, and I did share the band room with some of the bands for a handful of years as well, too. Like, they'd be coming back up from their set because I wasn't allowed to be in the bar because I wasn't 21 yet. Right. Um, and I'd be up in the top bunk. I picked the furthest bunk from everybody, just like, Keep all my bags up there. Sleep next to my bags. Um, you know, give myself my little nook. Uh, make sure I bought an extra long phone charger cable because um, you know smartphones have gotten better, and I'm very happy for it because now I can actually. I wish I had this ten years ago when I was sitting on an air mattress doing nothing. <laughs> right, right. Now you can watch HBO and all this stuff on your phones. I didn't have a phone that could do that nine years ago, so it's gotten easier. But um, yeah, no, I'd share with the bands, and I got to know a bunch of the bands because they're just like, oh, you're the dude who played the deck. What's going on? And I'm like, hey, I don't want to bother you guys don't worry about me you can party all night i don't care i can sleep through anything everything's fine if anybody wants coffee in the morning i'm getting up early like just because i would get up early try to go to bed late not sleep a lot because i didn't want to spend that much time in the room either so i just go wander the island aimlessly. yeah yeah <laughs> and so that really is kind of how you were how you discovered block island and then you you know you you did you explored the island you got to see what, what were some of your like go-to hangs on the island honestly in like, the early years yeah so like besides the you know the coast guard <laughs> station is that yeah. where the your dad was housed uh i know they he was oh, housed he no my dad oh, was housed was um, seaside markets another y- one yeah above oh. ben and jerry's there i was gonna say so for those first years did you really leave town much did you get to go and explore the island or? i did have the pleasure of getting a cheap moped off a friend right and this thing you know, I'm game changer, a, game changer. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's, there's people. Yeah, that, you know. Um, so I must have put a hundred thousand miles on that moped because I would just ride around the island. I knew every little nook and cranny and crack in the street at by the end of that first summer because I just would do laps. By the I way, your big, moped looked like it had two hundred thousand miles on it, though. That thing was the scariest moped I have ever had <laughs> in my life. 
<laughs> it broke, and then we brought it to Leon, Mr. Leone over there by the ferry there, yeah. and he had this guy who was like this wizard at fixing mopeds, and I blew the motor up. Mario. He had Mario yeah. at the time. Oh, and yeah. they rebuilt the motor on it, and yeah. this thing was terrifying. It was like the fastest moped I have ever been on to this day. Hey, Robbie, I souped yeah. it up for you. It's got a little extra juice oh, oh, than it oh. used to. I don't. Yeah, I know your dad. He's a good guy. Let me. Let me. Yeah, Mario, yeah. fix it up. Give him the special. No, no, no. We'll take care of you. We'll no, take we'll care of Don't worry about it. We'll did take you, care of you. When people figured out that your dad was a cop out there, did it kind of help you sometimes like that? Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah, we can get in, we can get into being a cop's kid quick. Um, so being a cop's kid is not what all it's cracked up to be. Um, oh, I don't think it's got I, perks. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Mm, yeah, it, I got I got speeding some perks. Tickets, you get out of some speeding tickets. Certain Bare, places barely really? because the other problem is, and this is the part that everybody forgets, is cops talk to each other. Um, and when one cop pulls over another cop's kid, the first thing they do is call the other cop. <laughs> Oh. Um, Can you just write me the ticket, please? Yeah. I used, you know, I grew <laughs> a whole lot easier. <laughs> I uh, I know this. I'm, I'm a younger guy, but trust me, I, I did grow up riding my bike around the neighborhood and exploring and doing all that stuff. And we played football at the school. Um, I couldn't leave the neighborhood or go anywhere without like someone. My dad would just call me because I had a cell phone that was on like one of those prepaid plans as you know middle school. So when I would when I finally was allowed to venture out and go do what kids do um, at the time, I don't know what kids do now, but. Uh, um so he I would just get phone calls out of nowhere. What are you doing? Um I'm 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 walking. Nothing. Wh- I'm yeah. walking. Why are you on this street? What do you mean why am I on this street? How do you know I'm there? And he's like someone someone let me know you're over there. And I'm like what? And he was still a cop in Cranston at the time. So I'm like I'm like what do you mean? And like I'm 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 going to 7-Eleven to buy a Slurpee. Leave me alone. Like, you know, and my parents are divorced, so like he but we both lived in Cranston and then the yeah. relationship's fine, but you know, it was constantly like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go yeah. anywhere without in my first day of high school, like my dad like you know, when it was like for some reason, parents were invited to the school, and the first thing he does is walk me right up to the principal, and he's like, "So and so, this is my son. Uh, we've met before." And he's like, "Oh wow, good to see you again." So next thing you know, I'm friends with the prince. The principal knows my name on the first day, so I can't even get in trouble at school. Like I can't do anything. Yeah. Um. And you know, but again, you got your. There are some perks. I used to, you know, go for ride-alongs and do all that fun stuff. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Did you ever have like a memorable, a memorable ride-along where you're like, oh, some shit went down, and you're like, whoa, um, didn't expect that. A few times. Well, my dad was a traffic cop, too, and he did accident reconstruction, so there was a lot of times where he would just get phone calls to have to, like, go to an accident, um, and I remember there being a few times when we were kids where, like, we're, like, going to the market, and he's like, hey, I need you to sit in the car for four hours, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, and don't turn around, and I'm like, what do you mean? So he parked the car a certain way, and like, yeah, he's like, okay. and don't let anybody know you're here. And Tip- I'm like, <laughs> Typically, if they're reconstructing an accident, it wasn't Yeah, good. no, yeah. but no, we went for ride-alongs on the island a lot. That's actually what I would do in my spare time, too, because... I love the eyeballs you get. Yeah. Like, do, you, yeah. do you know the eyeballs? Have you ever driven around in a cop car? Like, uh, with a cop? Well, once. Well, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's amazing. Unless you do it, you don't realize... As you go down the street, just every eye comes on. Really, you. and then you, as you pass, the next batch pick you up. Yeah, yeah. They, really? Did you? It's, it's so yeah. eyeballing. Yeah, I mean, I, you, I, I don't know. I didn't notice it after a while. Um, but so, like on the island, if you know, I got done with my gig and he was working like an after, like a late night shift kind of thing to keep each other company too. Like you know, from sit around from both being bored. Um, and if there was ever like a serious call, he'd be like, "Get out." 
I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just get wherever you were. Like, like if I was on the go. corner, there's been more yeah. than one times, especially on the island, where he's like, get out. Yeah. And like, you know, I jumped out on the corner, had to walk home. So, right. um, you which know. you're in town, you're not. Yeah, that, not no. Like so like, there was no like, there was nothing, you know, terrible I, happening. I, but you know, being the only parent in the room, I got to tell you that I would, it would probably be if my career meant seeing the worst of the worst for so many years. It would be very hard to comfortably give my son freedom to go, and it would be, it would be an extra challenge. It's challenging as it is for any parent, I think. To, to you know, and you're sitting there going, "Yeah, don't worry, you're gonna be fine, everything's gonna be great." And then you go in the house, and you're like, "Oh God, I hope it's okay." But yeah, it's got to be hard when you know your career involves seeing the bad things that happen yeah. out there, and you know, so that's probably a, a big part of, of why. It was yeah, like that. and another negative too is like you know, uh, you meet people who don't like your dad more than you meet people who do like your dad because not a, a not everybody likes cops i mean it's just it's just the, the world we live in and they associate you being a cop's kid as almost like being a cop so you kind of get roped into the same like i don't like you yeah and then you also run in, and it's happened to me before too where you run into people that your dad arrested or might have had an incident with or your dad wrote me a ticket you know what i mean so it's like and it, it was an interesting dynamic when you're trying to get people to come to your gigs on Block Island and they're like, well, I'm not going to see that kid play. The dad gave me a speed ticket the other day or a parking ticket, you know, because my dad's also kind of by the book. He's going to give you a ticket. Like, yeah. You know, this is what yeah. he did. But um, yeah, so it was a weird thing. So like those first couple of years out there, like I have like this dynamic. I think people thought maybe not only was I a liability because I wasn't 21, but now they're like, is this kid like a narc? Right. Like, he, Are like, you like all 21 he, yeah, Jump Street? Like maybe he's actually 40 and we just don't know it. You know what I mean? Is he? Is he part of the force? We have no idea. So I definitely like, they were like, you can play here, but like, we got to keep an eye on you. Like, or don't go over there. Like, just play your gig and leave. <laughs> like, well, I have to say, because I own Nick's at the time when this is all going down. And um, one thing I have to say about Rob is that he, is, he was and continues to be one of the mo- most respectful people. Like, you know, there was never a war. In fact, talk about by the book. Like, you... I mean, once in a once in a while, you'd be like to me, "Hey, um, I really want to see Young Neil. Can I hang out in the sound booth with you tonight?" Yeah, you and know, like every now and you know, then, seeing but, the Blush of Brides for the first time, I was like, "I, I got Mark, I got to be there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you never like. Here's the thing: like, I've, I've, uh, I've extended that courtesy to other, mm. you know, uh, kids under t- the age of twenty one that I thought were like okay and i could trust them and i was like yeah all right we'll let you and you know next thing you know they're like up at the upstairs bar trying to get a drink yeah, and you're like yeah. come on dude yep. you know i did you a favor now but no you were always in fact almost like respectful to the point of being annoying yeah no no <laughs> I, it's that's the way it is no um i really just, were i've always kind of treated it like a business and you know i you don't want to piss off your employer you don't want shit you where know? you eat exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if we could swear yet I you wasn't can say sure. whatever the someone, fuck you someone had to break the ice alright good I feel shit, a little better shit balls yeah. fuck <laughs> uh, no nice. really but yeah. you, you were and you, you continue to be and just never you know and yeah. like I had had an alcoholic beverage or two before and I had no interest in having one in the bar and getting thrown out of a place I wanted to play like right. it just didn't yeah, make any yeah, sense yeah. to yeah. me it doesn't make sense for everybody you know some people don't yeah, get it yeah it kind of ruins your chance of uh, further employment if you if they get fined because of you too yeah. you know like you, yeah. you don't want to you're putting it's them you're putting in jeopardy really not yourself yeah and you know I had a 
I did have that perspective kind of thrown at me from my dad working all the nightclubs and, you know, doing details at all the bars, you know, from being a cop. And he was a bouncer in the Jersey Shore back in the day. Like, he he knew. So he's like, listen, like, you know, don't be an idiot. Like, if someone hands you a drink, you can either just say thank you and put it down. If you want to try to drink it, if you get thrown out, it's on you. Like, and he's like, but also don't expect to go play a place. And I'm 17, you know, 18 at the time. And he's like, don't expect to get a phone call from a place if you are known as the kid who got thrown out of the bar for drinking at 21. Yeah. So you're not going to get gigs. And I'm like, well, no, I want gigs. I want to go play music for people. This is cool. So, yeah. yeah, no, I just, it never clicked. So I was far more interested in, in watching. I, I know it's hard to believe. I was far more interested in listening to the music than, than anything. Yeah. I, you know, going to see a show and actually listening. It's crazy yeah. these days. But. Yeah. I, and so, all right. So, so now you're... You're on uh, now. You're on a weekend basis, let's say at this point, right? Yeah, uh, pretty regular. Going back to the to mid the mid teens, right? Uh, so now you're every Saturday. You're you're doing your acoustic thing, and uh, on Sunday you're playing with the Young Guns. The Young Guns is now the new Sunday band. Um, who are some of the people that you like started hanging with? Like besides the guys in the band, and like uh, one person who kind of took me under his wing pretty quick was Dominic. Um, bass player for Young Guns and the Booze Beggars, for those who don't know. Uh, Dominic had a tattoo, st- little airbrush tattoo stand. Remember when oh, he used yeah. to do that? Um, so I'd go sit with him like a good, oh, that's right. a good chunk of the day. Yeah, so, that's right. You were always hanging out with Dominic. Right? I didn't do any yeah. tattoos, don't worry. Um, but uh, I would, you know, if he's like, hey, I got to run to the store. Can you just watch the stand and let him know I'll be back? I'm like, yeah, sure. So um, I hung out with Dominic a lot. We used to go for, you know, he used to pick me up sometimes and be like, hey, we're gonna, I'm going to go walk the dog on the beach. And I'm like, cool, where are we going? And he's like, I don't know. We're just going to go. So we I go hang out with him. Um, uh, Jimmy Kidsbert. Um, oh yeah, Jimmy. So Jimmy was in the room across the hall from my dad's room above the Seaside Market, and um, him and I, I think. So I don't know when he got out there. I don't know his story that well, but he was like, a, like one of the first guys to kind of be like, "What's up, dude?" You know, like just right off the rip, like yeah. you know, like you gotta just, get off that air mattress. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we didn't do a whole lot of hanging, but he, like you know, again, I, I kind of had like this. I was getting weird looks from everybody. Like, okay, who's this kid? Okay, like he's not like related to anybody out here. Oh, oh, he's a cop's kid. Oh, great. Oh, and he plays music. Where? Like, what does he do? Like, why is he here? And you, Jimmy was like one of the first people to kind of be like, "What's up, dude?" And just kind of you know bullshit on the back deck and talk about nothing and. Uh, well, he lived across the hall from the cops. Yeah, so. no, right, yeah, he yeah. Was and he was that. friends with all of them. Yeah, so I mean, like, no, Jimmy, scenario. Jimmy's a great guy, man. He's still a good friend. Um, and it's you know, he, he was definitely one of the first people. But yeah, I kind of laid super low. I'd go play my gig, and then I used to hang out with Mark's dog Lightning on the back deck for yeah, hours and just hang company. out with him. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then we had a golden retriever at the time. We used to be able to bring over, and oh, right. she'd spend the weekend, and I hang out with her. Like I, I was very kind of just like. Under the radar, I go sit at Aldo's and just watch TV because yeah. it, it had air conditioning at the time. Yeah. Um, oh. So, yeah, I just f- had to find things to do because also I didn't like the beach at the time either. And Block Island's not a great place to be when you don't like the beach. I don't like right. the beach, but yeah. I stayed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, it definitely limits what you can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> here is a perfect example of, I think, how block island grows on people and you know things change maybe slowly over time because you started out not liking the beach and i may go as far to say is that in the over the last two summers rob along with myself has become uh i'd say a, an, one of the upper tier beach bums uh on block island to to the point where uh, I mean, our our beach chair game was coordinated at one point. 
Um, the beach gear, the beach chair game is a whole. Did whole you thing. did you ride in the basket in the back of the tricycle? I can't answer that question. Okay, no, but Robin, <laughs> I do uh, ride his moped uh, butts to nuts. I'm on the back. He's <laughs> nice. driving. And he has a helmet to brunch. Okay. Yes, of course. We're a rule. That's following. the least of my worries. Uh, he has a helmet. And my moped is insured and and registered. Oh, would you stop? Dude, we've it. already established <laughs> that you're by the rules. We got it. you're a by the book guy. I would we expect nothing less. <laughs> we got it. Did mm-hmm. we mention your father's a cop? Yeah. Um, Never. We mentioned it's stolen. Rob and I, here, here's the kind of guys we are. We, we are, uh, you know, comfortable enough in our manhood where we can ride a double to, to brunch on Sunday. Yeah. You know, in our Sunday best. And, and it's, it, it's not a thing. Am I right? No. In fact, I'd say we get some looks. No. Uh, I think well, we get some. It's mostly out of jealousy. Um, right. Because first of all, to pull off the outfits that sometimes we pull off on brunch s- outfits, brunch outfits, yeah. yeah, brunch is taken very seriously these days, right. and uh, it, we can get into that, you know. And were you ever a brunch guy before Block Island? I was a brunch guy. I oh, you like, were. I love brunch. Well, and your moped ride before we move on. Oh yeah, it, that's you're unique because ninety percent of the time when I see two guys sharing a moped. It screams suspended license for the guy ah. in the back. Like he would rather have his own moped, <laughs> but he wasn't able to rent one because of the, you know, yeah. suspended license. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break and uh, we're going to check in with our sponsors real quick. But we'll be back. We'll be back. When Lila Delman founded a real estate company in 1964, she was not afraid to do things differently. Raising a family and running her own company, Lila lived and loved history, preservation, and Rhode Island's unique landscape of homes. Over the years, Lila Delman's dedicated team of best-in-class professionals have transformed this third-generation family business into the iconic first name of Rhode Island luxury real estate. To date, Lila Delman's legacy lives on with great passion as the company remains fiercely committed to its reputation of unparalleled client services and excellence within the market. Here on Block Island, Rosemary Tobin has been the number one top producer for Lila Delman Compass from 2018 through 2022. When the longtime owners of the Atlantic Inn decided to sell, they trusted Rosemary to handle it, representing both sides of the transaction. Talk about trust. Rosemary has been in real estate on Block Island for over 20 years. She is a proud year-round resident along with her husband Dave and her son Zane, and her roots in real estate run deep. Rosemary's mother was an agent in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area for 35 years. Besides real estate, Rosemary is part owner of Eli's Restaurant and can make you a perfect martini to help celebrate the sale or purchase of your new home when the time comes. So when you're ready to purchase or sell your home here on Block Island, be sure to give a call to Rosemary Tobin over at Lila Delman Compass. So I was just on the beach and saw Rich hanging 10 on a super cool surfboard rental from Diamond Blue Surf Shop. It's definitely the place to go for all your surfboard, paddleboard, and beach rental needs. But don't forget, Diamond Blue used to rent their stuff down on the beach, but this year you can go right to the shop for your rentals, where you'll also find the sweetest selection of swimsuits, hats, t-shirts, sandals, and other fun beach accessories. Be sure to check out their new line of Knockaround sunglasses. Knockaround is a super small, quality company that features polarized shades for under $40. They're available in tons of bright, fun colors and styles, so if you're looking for shades that are stylish, affordable, and fun, Diamond Blue can hook you up with a pair of Knockarounds and get you back out in the sun in no time. But don't forget to take care of that skin and put your sunscreen on. You don't have sunscreen? No worries, brah. Diamond Blue now features vacation brand sunscreen. Based in Miami, Florida, vacation sunscreen will let you spend all day on the beach without ever have to worrying about getting burnt. 
One of the greatest things about Diamond Blue is their owner and staff. Jen has owned and operated Diamond Blue for years now, and she only hires the most helpful, friendly crew of peeps who are filled to the brim with knowledge about all of Diamond Blue's fantastic products. Diamond Blue always has a ton of product, and there are even great deals to be found on last season's stuff. So get your buns in the sun and head down to Diamond Blue Surf Shop, located at the four-way intersection at Bridgegate Square. Hey, Mark, you want to go grab a bite? Yeah, I'm starving. All right, where should we go? Uh, well, I kind of want to go somewhere where I can look at the ocean while I eat. So uh, how about the beachhead? Ah, uh, sounds good to me. They're right across the ocean. Yeah, so, yeah. right on Crescent Beach. Great local hangout, you know? And you know what I love about the beachhead is it forever. Remember, it was always the local hangout spot. Yeah, and if you don't want to sit outside overlooking the water, it's great people watching from the bar. You get to watch all the cars and bikes going by. Totally, because the bar is right there, and in the big windows, you're looking out right onto the beach. It's amazing. Yeah, just sit there, drink one of their famous mudslides or a signature Bloody Mary. I mean, they got so many good drinks. So many good drinks. Oh, and you know what else is great? Is that they serve fresh, locally caught fish, and they have fantastic lobster rolls. Yeah, hot or cold. Which one do you like? Oh, one of each. Yeah, me you know, too. I'm that's down. That's the answer to that. But wait, maybe we should wait until 3 o'clock. All right. Because they do buck shuck every Monday through Friday from 3 to 4, and it's a dollar oysters. Well, I'm down for that, so... You know, what if we get a whole bunch of people want to come with us? Hey, no problem. They got lots of space and they have a special events area in the back. It's reserved for weddings, rehearsal dinners, uh, anniversary parties, whatever. Well, it's settled then. I'm ready to go to the Beachhead. How about you? Yeah. Check out their website at beachheadbi.com. Hey, Rich, do these bell bottoms make me look fat? Bell bottom. Oh, wait. It must be Monday, and you're going to disco night at Captain Nick's. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to disco night at Captain Nick's. I'm the DJ, man. I got to be there. <laughs> that place is so much fun. So much fun. And the fun doesn't end after Monday, because on Tuesday and Wednesdays, we have dueling pianos, followed by Dr. West Chesterson's Sloppy Seconds. What are Sloppy Seconds? Well, that's when I play the piano for the rest of the drunk people there at the end of the night. Oh, that sounds fun in itself. And Thursdays, they've got live acoustic acts and full bands and DJs. Yeah. And Friday and Saturday afternoons, we have acoustic acts on the deck at 5.30. Uh, Fridays are Delaney, and then Saturdays are Buddy Rob Davis. And then Friday and Saturday nights, they've got the best live bands on Block Island, like Derek and the Fun Bags, The Blushing Brides, Fever, Neil and the Vipers, West End Blend, and the High and Mighty Brass Band, just to name a few. Yeah, and uh, the bands aren't over just because Friday and Saturday night ends. On Sunday afternoons, the Young Guns take the stage on the deck at 5.30. Sunday fun day, and what if you're hungry? They got food. Food, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. So they've serving food out of Captain Galley seven days a week, including some late night grub. So, you know, if you're hungry, stop in late night and grab a bite. Yeah. And if you want to check out the full entertainment schedule, let's just head over to CaptainNicksBI.com. All right. Uh, thanks to those sponsors. And we are back with Rob Davis. So before we start going down too far down the road, I got to ask, what's your favorite beach? And is it your own favorite beach or... Is it this, this the group gathering, or you and Mark, or where, where's your favorite go to beach on your own? On your own, careful. We don't. We're not going to give away our secret. Oh, you, location, oh. Are we? oh, it's true. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we have right. perfected I, the art of solitude. I, I respect that. I it's respect not really. That. A, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Tell them who cares. I will say. Um, so this is going to be my tenth year on the island, which is crazy um, to think about. There's still so many places on the island I haven't been. Which is which is funny because it's a tiny little place, um, and for the first time ever, we went to uh, Mansion. Oh yeah, you'd never. Been I had to never Mansion been Beach. to Mansion Beach. Ever. What? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't ask me how. Wow. I didn't know it existed. I knew it existed. I just didn't know where it was. Um, 
and I didn't know how to get there. So, because again, like, <laughs> and when you don't know those two things, you usually don't go to those places. Yeah. Um, you could just walk along the beach. You'll get there eventually. I do love. That's a good point. <laughs> I love Scotch Beach. Um, I, I, you know, I think the secret kind of got out on Scotch Beach because I think like four or five years ago it wasn't as crowded, and you know now. Now it's always crowded. Um, I find the crowds at various beaches is like the tide. It, yeah. Ah, yes. You know, just like bars and restaurants, you know, you have a few years where one's more popular and all of a sudden the crowd swings another way. So yes. if I want to do some swimming, I'll go down to, to Scotch because yeah. I find that it's a little bit more open. The the sand and the water is a little more clear. Yeah. That'll change um, as well. You know, and again, yeah, it depends on the time and of the that, season. And, and that can be a factor. You know, you get a good storm in the spring and it makes Scotch all rocky. Now, you know, maybe people start to scooch down towards, you know, mansion right. or pots and kettles or back towards. Yeah. You know, and and we can we can we can say it. I was just kidding earlier. But uh, yeah, <laughs> our our go to spot is the uh, what we like to refer to as third stairs. Third stairs. Okay. Which is, you know, across from uh, the Beach Ave yeah. just around. Yeah. So and, and again, case in point, that's not necessarily the greatest swimming beach. Oh, you no. know, it's very no. rocky where we choose to go. Yeah. In fact, easy you, on, easy off. Uh, it, that's that's why we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's there's a bike rack for my tricycle, and you you it's know just it's just far right, enough away, right. That like the tourists who are walking with beach chairs and coolers and tents and giant Bluetooth speakers, they tend to stop a little bit before because they don't want to walk yep. too far. Yep. And it's just close enough where I could walk home or take the bike or the moped, whatever it might be, and not feel like I have to take a day trip. But uh, yep, right, uh, right. And if like the beauty of Block Island and being a musician on Block Island is. Man, it's four thirty. I gotta play at five thirty. <laughs> I can go kill forty five yeah. minutes at the beach yeah. and then roll off the beach and you know flip flops in a bathing suit, go play my gig covered in sand, and no one cares. Yeah. And it's great. So. I, I do have to well, say, I care a little yeah. bit. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Could you please get the sand off? It? Did you see those flip flops? Yeah, what God. The, God, yeah I've embraced the flip flops. No class. Yeah. No class. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's true, right? I mean it. I, I concur. In fact, that's one of my favorite things about our, the lives that we have on the island is that like there's there really is. There's nothing like the feeling of like hanging at the beach and you look at your watch. You're like, oh, man, I got to leave the beach because I got to go play music with my friends. <laughs> oh, shucks. You know, oh man, my guitar strap is going to really dig into my sunburn. This yeah. is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. You know, like which, by the way, is. It's painful. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Millennials. Yeah. Give me Um, a break. Oh, I have a great Rob Davis beach story. You want to hear it? Sure. So one day we're on the beach, right? And there's this young couple, probably late teens, whatever, you know, about 30 yards. You know what I'm going to say, right? (laughs) And so we're watching and they had like a little to-go box with, you know, food they got from one of the takeout places, it looks like. And so they're there, they're chilling, you know, whatever, and you know. Uh, then they get up and they pick up their blankets and they just, they leave and they leave the the trash, like just sitting there, like blatantly just sitting there. And it was like a pile. And we're all, like it wasn't like a oh, pile. Yeah, like yeah. Like yeah. It was a straight up like four course meal. Like, yeah. yeah it was and they didn't like even consolidate it into the box. They just like wrapper here, cup there, box here. And so. This is what, two years ago? Two, three, yes, yeah, yeah, two like years that. ago. Yeah, no, it was. It was COVID because yeah. it was when everyone was like uh, was had the their, beach, their yeah. asshole level was like maxed <laughs> out, right? Yeah, and um, <laughs> so me, we're me si- included. <laughs> so we're sitting there. So we're sitting there. We're watching it, and we don't notice right away because we we see them get up and leave, and then one of us looks back over towards the direction they came from, and I think it was Rob. He goes, "Did they just leave that trap? Did they really leave?" And we're like. Oh my God, they just, 
And so they get up, or they're already like up over the stairs, on, almost to the other side. Rob's like, "Fuck this!" He gets up and <laughs> runs up. Talk about a cop's kid. Yeah. Up over the stairs, he's like, "Yo, yo!" He's like, "You guys gonna come back and pick your trash up?" And the guy, well, I don't even know what he said because I was like, he he made like, some punk comment. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah. He's uh, uh, at one point he was like, "Nah, man, it's cool." And I was like, "No, it's not cool. Like, can you just come get it?" Like. Honestly, like you can even leave it at the top of the stairs. I'll take it for you. Like, just come get just it. Do something. And he's like, and then he like, you know, yeah, swore at me and flipped me off and walked away. And yeah. yeah, so so anyways, and then but then Rob comes back down the beach. And I swear to God, a bunch. You know, it was a scene. Like you could hear Rob yell at the kid, and the kid you could hear the kid yelling at Rob over the dunes. And uh, Rob comes back, shaking his head, and goes over. And we pick. You know, he, Rob picks up the stuff, and and I, I do believe you did get a small round of applause. From it was kind of like beachgoers. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to be appreciated, but it was also kind of like the applause was like when people clap when the airplane lands you're like yeah i'm happy that i'm alive too but like you know thanks um but also to seg to segue that story the cool part about that was is um it was like the first time i actually felt like i was a part of the island and yeah, not just yeah. like not just there to work not just there to visit like you, no this is my place too yeah, you were sticking up for our baby pick up your fucking track yeah. like and then i was like oh oh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess I do fit in. Like yeah. you know. And, and then they found out your dad's a cop. Yeah. And then right, <laughs> yeah, right back to right back to it. He was retired by that point. By oh, oh, good, good. That's why I was. That's when people started to talk to me. <laughs> then you got yeah. the claps. Yeah. <laughs> and and so then, uh, yeah, like we said, like, but that's a great point, and that's true. It's like there are those little moments where you're like, oh, I do belong here. This is my place, even if you're not an islander or a year-round resident or even a summer resident you're just a visitor that can't was coming out of the weekends yeah which is funny like i find myself in this very small category of people because and the reason why i had such a problem i think trying to figure out where the hell i belong in these groups of people because you know it's not that block island's clicky but like at the same time too there's this it can island, be it, there's this island of people who are all stuck together and they all live together and work together and they're with each other every day and then you know there's this guy who gets to go home and come back out and work yeah you know yeah. i'm part of this commuting class that I, I don't think is a very big class but for nine years in a row i'm this you know i'm not a local but i'm not a tourist and i'm but i'm there all the time and i'm not a not a stranger either you know so i'm in i'm like this weird in between very limbo i, I think you've well clearly the full summer coming up but i think you tip the scale though i think yeah, you're i think I, you're on that side i think it's it. one of those things where if you just stick around long enough to get promoted which is a thing on block island if you stick around long enough you do get promoted oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Promoted. <laughs> like, yeah just keep riding it out and better things I mean, happen part for of you, the you know, promotion, but, if i have to hear one more girl come up to me and tell me they have a crush on you <laughs> that, i mean that right there is you know that says it all. You know, and, you I, could, and I'm not kidding either. You, you know, you know I'm, I'm glad that you're letting me know about yeah. this now. So oh, thank you. Well, it would have been <laughs> yeah, helpful to know summer, that right? last yeah, summer. Yeah, it could have been helpful to know that at any time. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward, could you text well, I just, me? Yeah. You know, you have my number now. You know, I don't want to have to deal with your dad, and you know, when you're 17. So we, I was waiting. I feel safe now. I'll let it out of the bag this summer. I'll, I'll, so I'll share. So then, last summer, I think Rob started trickling out. Well, it was. Last summer it was you, COVID, really. You basically, the COVID summer. Oh, right, because everyone, yeah, musicians really yeah. didn't have much to do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you ended up spending more and more time on the island. Yeah. In fact, like you'd come out on Saturday and you're supposed to leave Monday, and then you're like, ah, I don't have a gig till Wednesday, and the mm -hmm. band room's open. May I'll just stay. Yeah, and, and it was cool with everybody that was there, you know, which yeah. was nice. And yeah. then um, when Chris Willie took over Captain Nicks, mm -hmm. he basically was like, Hey, you can if there's nothing going on and you want to play, go go play. So I was like, Oh. So I can like stay and 
make more money and keep playing music on Black Island? Yeah, sure. That doesn't sound terrible. Right. Um, and then last year, yeah, uh, you know, some life changes happened and I had some free time come up. I, uh, I did have a full-time job until June. I was working for a guitar center, the, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Um, but yeah, I decided. How, how, how could you tear yourself away from that? Well, I was there for eight. Summer. I was there for eight years. You know, really? Yeah, I was there at Guitar Center for eight years. Um, I was a sales associate. I was a manager. I was a repair technician. I left, went back, um, and then in June, I it just you know the retail life has not gotten better post COVID, and you know. As much as I want to talk shit about that company, I'm not going to. No, um, no. But at the same time, too, it was just time for me to leave. They were doing some things that I wasn't a fan of. So, but naturally, I kind of left in a rage fashion. You you Ooh. definitely had a take this job and shove it. Yeah, moment. I did. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I just walked out, which is not unwarranted, yeah. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, it was not unwarranted. It was deserved. Absolutely, was deserved. Totally. Um, and I should say also that for the number of years that Rob was employed by Guitar Center. I, I can't even tell you, this kid was like a sales genius. Like, not so much a genius, but he would just like, if there was something, like, he would just listen to your conversation and be like, oh, I need this, or, you know, I was thinking about getting one of these, one of these. and he, Rob's like, hey, I got one of these, and so maybe you should come check it out, come check it out. Like, I would hear him, like, I think you sold more gear for Guitar Center just by talking to people <laughs> at Nick's or on Block Island I feel than like most people in the store. My friend Gino... Uh, Mr. Gene Rosati, fantastic jazz guitar player uh, in the Providence area, used to call me his pimp <laughs> because I would just, he's like, Rob texts me dirty pictures all the time of I'm gear. Like, of gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just this cancer of like a salesman. Um, but at the same time, too, like I just loved it. Um, but yeah, no, I left in kind of a rage format in June. And for the first time, I decided to go full time music. Which is funny because I was already kind of full time music. I was still gigging three to five nights a week, you know, when I could. And then COVID shook some things up. But I discovered that you don't need two full time jobs. You can just have one. Um, and well, I'm much happier in, in the process of doing so. I, I've had to make some adjustments since then. But uh, yeah, as of June, we're fully self employed. So that's when I started to really just kind of plunge into, you know, sink my teeth into doing as much as I could on the island. And so. You know what? There's a natural defense too if you're and being cautious is smart and you know at that time in your life that was the stable thing. Yeah, the other no. one had some unknowns and it would come and go and you know I, I, I always described it for me in my life you know they're like you're working too too much and I said well I'm, I'm getting rid of this well why don't you stop that and just do this because I don't want to get off the train until I see the other trains on the other side yeah. of the station and I can just get off one and get mm -hmm. on the other, you know? And yep. for a little while, you got a foot on both trains, you know? And yeah, I, and you know, I was kind of taught, like, don't quit a job until you have the next job lined up. And That's you know, it. You know. But sometimes you got to quit the job and just figure well, it out. Well, sometimes exactly. your next job isn't one you line up. It just yeah, it just kind of lands in your lap, yeah. um, you know, covered in sand and flip-flops. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say that our podcast could use a pimp if you're that good. So, well, you know, I am retired. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so, you know, oh, it's um, I did get a nice hefty severance package when I left. Um, but okay. I will say, everyone has a price, and we can talk when when, when it's off. <laughs> oh, so. all right, cool, well, good. And yeah. then, so uh, uh, then this coming into this season, now here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna make fun of Rob and blow his spot up a little bit because um, I have been trying to get Rob to come out and stay for the entire summer for I'd say. I, I'd say I really kind of started I'm leaning. interject real quick. Uh, oh, not just trying. Oh, not just trying. Like calling me on a Monday in the middle of February. Oh, hounding. Stop being a loser. Get your <laughs> ass to the island. All right. Dude, you <laughs> listen. Okay, here's what it is. This kid. All I'll, right, be up, I'll be no, upstairs. Yeah, you bet. Give us a second. <laughs> yeah, we got to okay, fight this no, out. Here's why. Here's why. This kid would come every year. It's the same. Every uh, Here's the cycle. Here's Rob's cycle. Ready? 
he spends he not comes, every year, but the last nah, four last years, two, three. Last I wouldn't even go that long. Okay. I'll be I'll fine. Be kind. Two, thank last you. Two, two to three. Years. You're being generous. I appreciate I it. You're thank so you. Enjoy. It. Thank you. It's the kindest thing you've ever said to me. Here's what. Here's this guy's cycle. Ready? At I call him because I you know booking Nick's. I'm like, all right, man. What are you going to do this summer? He's like, well. You know, I got gigs. I got, I got, I got a lot of stuff going on. I all I can commit to is Saturdays uh, acoustic, and then Sundays with the younger, and that's it. That's it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fine. And then so Rob shows up. You know, Memorial Day weekend rolls around. Rob shows up for his Saturdays and Sundays, and starts. You know, does that for like two weeks, and then then he's like, "How's disco night going?" I'm like, "Oh, it's great. It's a lot of fun." He goes, "Yeah, well, I don't have a gig. Maybe I'll stay on Monday." And so then it was like Monday, and so like. So for the last two summers, it's been like by the end of August, he's here all week anyways. And then he says, he's like, oh, next summer, man. Next summer, I think I should really think about, you know, maybe coming out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, and then I, I call, I was hold perfect. on, I'm not done. And then I call him in February <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, okay, so Rob, what are we doing? He's like, oh, well, you know, man, this year he did that. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you back. I call Willie and I'm like, Chris, I'm like, we got to have a sit down with this kid. Like we got to, it's, it's time. I, I, I can't do this anymore with him. So uh, about a month and month ago, we, we met Rob, Chris and I met Rob at Dunkin' Donuts at Dunn's Corners on Route 1. Hot spot for meetings. Yeah. And uh, remember that dude tried to kick us out of his seat? That actually, yeah, side story. That dude actually did come He's over like, to us. Are he you guys like, going to be well? I'm like, yeah, we're having a business meeting. Get out yeah. of here. And he he, he, he had a meeting around. scheduled. So yeah, he did. Yeah, he had yeah. the one So basically, line. Chris and I, you know, like how they say you, you can lead a horse to a water, you, but you can't make him drink. Yep. You can if you hold his head under the water yeah. until you see the bubbles stop, which is what we did with him. That's how we got him to commit to you this. Know, there's are, you, are you comfortable the way you were treated? Well, there's verbal assault and then there's like verbal waterboarding. You know, and, yeah. and that's mm -hmm. kind of yeah. what it was. Um, it's called tough love, buddy. Yeah, I know. Come I know. on, tough I love. Know. We love. We wouldn't want you if, if we didn't love you. Listen, I grew up in a, the Italian section of Cranston. I can handle you. So it, it, <laughs> I it, thought it was, all of Cranston was Italian section. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when, As a section, when you're when you're not that Italian living in that area, like you the, stick out like a sore thumb. It's like but. the Italian section of Westerly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, which I am currently living in as well too, yeah. which is a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so how are you feeling now, staring down the barrel of now that you've committed and, and you're you're all in? How are you feeling about your first summer impending on the island, where you're going to be like full time guy? It's like this feeling of impending doom, but it's like the happiest doom that you can ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I will say like, be. no, and I'm busting balls, but because uh, first of all, I am very grateful that this is what I get to do right now. Um, there are people who go to, and like, I actually am struggling with this as we speak. Like there are people who go to work every day yeah. who hate their jobs. They hate their lives. They hate their families. They, like they just hate the life that they are stuck in. And I'm bitching and complaining about playing music too much on Block <laughs> Island. And I'm like, you need to shut up. Okay. You, you just got it. Like, you know, I have this feeling of guilt that I should be doing more. I should be, because I was doing more constantly. I was constantly busy. Like, my days were planned out for months at a at time. And, okay, I got to go to work. I, I got to hang out with a girlfriend. I got to see my dad. I got to see my mom. I got to take the dog out. I got to, I got to play four shows this week. I got to get the deposit for that wedding. Like, you know, it was, it was just so much at one time. And, you know, yeah, I am, uh, I'm very grateful that this is what I am currently doing right now. I get to play music and make people happy for for money, which is yeah. fantastic. Well, you're also designed to be, again, you're like, so as a musician, and, and you can attest to this, it's, uh, musicians are notoriously flaky, unreliable, like, you know. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, when Rob's one of the few exceptions to that rule, where if he tells you he's going to take a gig and he you 
you book him for the gig. Right. If he gets a call like two weeks before the gig he has booked with you, yeah. and someone's like, oh, I'll give you $1,000 to come to, to this, Rob will do this. He will call me and say, hey, here's what happened. I got this opportunity for this. Can I do that? And I, if I, he's like, if not, no worries. You know, and, and if I say, no, I need you, man, like, sorry, he'll yep. be like, no problem. But like a lot of musicians would just be like, oh, hey, sorry, man, I can't make it. You know, yeah, I'm going to be sick that yeah. weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you're a, uh, you, you know, again, you're, you're a put together dude. You've got a very rare quality in, in, for your age in terms of your professionalism, which is, is I have always appreciated about you. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on your podcast. And yeah, no problem. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for coming down today, man. We really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, thanks, um, all right. <laughs> I think that at least in the film world that I was immersed in for a little while, the person that you have to say no to respects that too. Yeah. They yeah. know that if you didn't do it to someone else for them, most of the time, that means that when they do get you, you're not a flake. A like, million percent. You, you didn't flake and on somebody else just for them. And they, they're like, ah, oh, God damn, I wish you would, you know, get rid of that other gig and do this. But, but they have to respect it. You know, you're and sometimes it works right. out. Sometimes yeah. you can do the other gig. Yeah. Um, which, you know, kind of segues into answering your question of, yeah, no, I'm nervous because I'm definitely biting off a lot this summer as far as like schedule goes. I'm going to be singing six, seven nights a week, you know, for the whole summer, which is, which is great. But, you know, it's that whole like, okay, we're going to really find out mentally and physically can you sing this much? Can you f keep it together this much? Because Mar Mark knows, um, like, as a musician, you're not allowed to have a bad day at work. You know, if you have a bad day going into that gig, you still got to get up on stage and you still got to smile and crack the bad jokes and sing the songs. Because if the what people don't understand is the crowd and people who play music sometimes don't understand is the crowd knows if you're in a bad mood. Oh yeah, you yeah. can't. It, it you don't hide it as well as you think you do. And I saw you know I've made these mistakes too, and I still do. Like you still have bad days. You still got to go sing Country Roads and Freebird, um, you know, yeah. occasionally. And you don't want to sing those songs, but again, those people are there to you know for a couple hours of their night, and you know yeah. you can make or break their week if you're in a bad mood, which sucks because you know. Yeah think of all the people who go to their work like all pissed off I'm just gonna sit and keep my head down and oh. drink my coffee um, you know and I'm I'm excited to be on the island full time finally you know I still am gonna be commuting on Fridays for oh, another, yeah. another gig that I have but uh, that's, that's uh, plug, plug your gig on Fridays oh yeah listeners. so as of last year I joined another band out of Newport they're called Straight Out of Rehab which was a fantastic conversation to have with a Jamestown police officer when he pulled me over um, <laughs> excellent, I'll, excellent. You know, I'll tell that in a minute but um, we're better than straight into rehab correct yeah <laughs> good point yeah right well straight out of rehab usually you know insinuates that we graduate or completed the course but yeah. I, none of us have um no. no they're an amazing group of guys my buddy tim smith uh at a newport uh he's been playing down there for 20 something years they lost a couple members kind of like the situation with the booze beggars where they lost a couple members and you know i have like 19 projects going on and he was like hey i got this idea like do you want to do every friday here at the landing with us in newport and i'm like i'll figure it out yeah let's do it um and i just there's just so much fun the crowds are insane the people are so nice and i'm actually playing a bunch of music that i normally don't like to play it's a lot of like newer country music or like some top 40 stuff it's not that i don't like to play it it's just you play it enough and you know yeah. a lot of the projects that i'm in i get to play a lot of music that i want to play um or really enjoy playing and put the passion into it and these guys just make it fun um so we're playing music that the crowd loves and we're having fun doing it which is great so every friday between memorial day and labor day almost every all, friday night almost all the way to uh, columbus actually okay you're at the landing in newport correct what time's that gig start 
Uh, it's loose. It's like eight thirty. Yeah. Um, runs until about mid hard midnight. Yeah. Um, no, it's a fun band. It's a fun gig, and I'm gonna be doing it as much as I can again this summer. So I'm gonna be coming off the island on Friday. So go still do that. So was that lingo for like the laws of that area, like a hard midnight? Does that mean yeah, well, that's Newport? It is, an out, it is an outdoor gig. So okay. every so gig Block is, Island has a hard 9 p.m. Correct. Right. Yeah. Same okay. idea. Okay. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm see? Learning. Look at you. I knew I'd learn something today. Hey, you know, when you're. Thanks for coming down to the podcast yeah, again. We really you, do thank appreciate you. it. For By the way, uh, we, we, one of the stipulations, uh, one of the carrots I dangle, I was like, look, Rob, if, if you commit to the island, Rich and I will let you on the podcast. Yeah. We'll interview you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't see how it benefits me in any way, shape, or form. But if you know, well, you know, I had, a, I, I had a comment. telling you about it. I had a comment, but I'm going to save it. Yes, we're going to put it in the pocket. Oh, Maybe no. I'll, oh. I might pull it out a little later. We'll see. Oh God, <laughs> I hope it's for you. <laughs> Duh. Remember, guys, I, you could have called anyone. You called me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, things were a little I, I, late. You know, yeah, I, know. I, I knew your dad before I knew you. That's why That's I got the I'm winter episode. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, are you? I mean, I know the answer, but I'm I'm going to ask for the sake of everyone else, our listeners. So you're obviously you've been in. Uh, let's talk about your music a little bit. Sure, quickly. Your uh, main. Who are your like main influences? What do you like the most? Who your favorite guitar players? Like you know. Uh, growing up, I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. First concert I ever went to was the Van Halen reunion tour. And when you're 13 years old, and you know, same idea, Eddie Van Halen is the first guy you go see. It kind of sets the bar a little high. God, that makes me feel old. Yep. Um, <laughs> I thought I was say first concert. The reunion it, tour. It, it reunion gets tour. it gets worse. Tour. Rich, hang tight. Um, so. Uh, yeah, no, I was real big into the classic rock stuff. Yeah. Um, I raided my dad's CD collection when I was like 10. My grandparents bought me a guitar when I was like eight. Um, they got me one of those like Esteban, like package guitars from the TV. Oh yeah. My, Cause my uncle played guitar growing up. So there was always someone who played guitar in the family. But even then, like I didn't see him a lot, but I remember going to see his band. He had a horn section on the whole nine. So, um, which was really cool. And, uh, you know, he's not doing that as much now, but um, my grandparents bought my first guitar. My mom bought my first electric guitar. I, and my dad, actually, fun fact, this is a fun little story. He does like to tell it, um, is he asked my mom, why did you waste your money? Because I was really big into sports mm-hmm. at the time. And he's like, no, no. Like, why did you just throw your money away? You just threw a couple hundred dollars out the window. He's not going to play the thing. I uh, <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> In the words of the office, oh, how the turns tabled. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, and then I raided his CD collection and went deep into, like, ACDC and... Bruce, he's uh, my dad's from New Jersey, so he was like shoving Bruce Springsteen down my throat. So you know, as, as soon as I could uh, talk, Bruce is one of the kings, man. He's yeah, but what's funny again? Like I hated it at first. I had no interest in it at all. Really, you didn't no. like Springsteen oh, right it. away? Hated it. Um, now I'm a diehard. But uh, and then it kind of spiraled from there. And then um, I discovered the blues, which was cool. Started hanging out at some open jams when I was 15. This little bar called Fitzpatrick's Pub in Cranston. It's no longer there, but uh, that's where I kind of learned to cut my teeth and you know kind of figure it out. Uh, I had all these old like older guys kind of being like you know taking me under their wing and teaching me the rules of the bar scene. You know, playing music in the bars, which is a whole nother. You can go to Berkeley all you want and be the best musician in the world. Yeah, there is no education like forty years of seasoned grumpy bar vet. You know, and so and from there, I just again, it's just all one big spiral domino effect. No offense, Mark. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. He's getting there. I'm. I I think I'm one of. I think I'm in that grumpy bar vet. Yeah, (laughs) you're. You're. 
You're in there. Grumpy. Oh, yeah. no, I'm in, you know, the seasoned grumpy bar that, vet. Yeah, that's yeah. what oh, I'm okay. saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I'm definitely in. You know, you still go to brunch, but yeah, you know. Oh, these Black <laughs> Islands, true. we call them salty grumpy. Yeah, correct. Right. Salty. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. salty you know, bar vets. I usually use the word crusty. Do you do you write your own stuff? I have been, as yeah? recently. It's a new thing. Uh-huh. Um, soup, it's funny. As a guy who sings on stage for a living, I am incredibly self-conscious of my own music. Um, you know yeah. what's funny? You're the only songwriter that's ever said that. I'm sure... You're the Absolutely. only one. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I was actually yeah. too scared in preschool to go on stage for graduation. I sat in my mom's lap. I was too scared to get up on, on the stage in, in front of people. You sure you don't want me to edit that out? Nope, say it. All right. Send it. Mm. But um, yeah, Full no. Um, it's, it's, I was the same way, but, but it was a few years ago, and your mom was like, get off my lap. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know. <laughs> I'm really nervous. I've never bounced. I've never worked the door before. Excuse um, me, sir. <laughs> Can you? Dad? <laughs> so um, funny. Yeah, so I've been kind of trying to, you know, get over the or a hurdle that is myself yeah. and uh, try to get, yeah. trying to try something new. I would so. just lie. I would at first. Yeah, be no. like, And here's a song my friend, Bob, whatever, wrote. And Here's I'm gonna a song a my friend Rich Trethewell Yeah, yeah, use yeah. my name. Yeah, so sometimes name. I do that where I'll be on a gig and I'll sneak one in, like, you know, just to kind of field test it. Yeah. And if I get a clap or two, I'll be like, oh, thanks. That was actually one of my tunes. And if exactly. no one says a word, I'll be like, man, that covered. No one loves that song. That song sucks too. I hate yeah. that song. I only yeah. played it because the, the guy in the bathroom asked for that yeah. song. Here you come, know? And let's, how about a free bird? <laughs> yeah, hey. Hey, yeah, anybody want to hear Freebird? <laughs> do you want to hear how I've combated the Freebird people? How was it? The, what I said at the beginning? You flip them off and you say that. Oh that, no! Even better. Oh, there's a better one. Oh, absolutely. Because again, everybody has a price. <gasps> right. So now, as a joke, I started saying, "Yeah, free bar, hundred bucks." Uh huh. Oh well. Um, Anybody um, give it? Block Island opened a waterfall of people who were like, because you know, and <laughs> I, I, as a salesman for so long, I can figure people out sometimes, and you always have that one guy in the group who's loves to tell everyone how much money he has and he loves to tell everybody how yeah. much money he spends which is fine we, we love those friends yeah but you know i like to put people on blast because if you put a microphone in front of me like you did today i'm gonna say some stupid shit and i'm gonna get you going because it's I, I love it it's, it's my it's my guilty pleasure to just <laughs> tweak people the other yeah. way um so yeah 100 bucks and then they'll be like oh ho, 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 ho. and i'm like come on man come on what are you gonna you're gonna you gonna pussy out in front of all your boys? Yeah, come on, man. Come on, you look like a baller. Come on, you're screaming "Freebird" in front of everybody. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is, man? And I mean, like, I don't like to talk about myself often. I play the shit out of "Freebird," and I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, give I've you hundred, I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars worth of "Freebird." <laughs> and they, they do. I have made so much money off of "Freebird," and hopefully the IRS doesn't hear this, but uh, I have made a lot of money off of "Freebird." It really, yeah. it's and am- now it's like, yeah, amazing. I, I love it. Now it's become a fun thing for me. Where what do you think your top five money-making songs are? So I'm besides Freebird, I don't put a dollar on um, yeah on on certain requests. Like you go to Nashville, they're like, "Oh, twenty bucks gets your song to the front of the line." Right, right. Uh, which I, I'm not a huge fan of, but I, again, I can be convinced if you know I don't want to play a certain song for the right money. Uh, I made fun of somebody last year. She wanted to hear Sweet Caroline. I just was not in the mood to play Sweet Caroline. Right. And she she came over and she like waved some money in my face and she's like and like threw it in the bucket and I like stopped the song I was playing. I go, Did you just wave three dollars in front of me? <laughs> and <laughs> she that's my favorite. And she's like and her, her whole friends start laughing, and I'm like, if you "Listen, if you really want me to play a song, I don't want to play. It. You got to do a little better than three dollars. Like, yeah. I'm I'm really sorry. So. I do love those people who like they literally will come up to you and they'll sh- they'll literally show you the dollar, the one dollar they're yeah. dropping in your tip <laughs> jar, and you're like, you you stop what you're doing. You're like, oh, thank you, 
so much. You feel like an asshole, but also like you gotta, you kind of, sometimes you gotta say it. Yeah. You just <laughs> look. Wait, uh, wait till you get again. Wait and give it another thirty years. When you're a forty year salty veteran, mm-hmm. you won't feel like an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> or you'll get used to it. Or you just get used. I, to it. I do have my. I don't necessarily have songs that have made me more money than others, but I do have um, certain you know bags of tricks. You know to kind of uh, you know try to see what I can swindle out of a crowd and kind of get them going. Yeah. And, you know, a uh, quick little plug for Captain Nick's dueling pianos. Those guys are professionals. Oh. They are, it should be illegal. They're money vacuums. It's basically. insane. So yeah, I took a couple notes out of their book because yeah. you can learn anything from everybody. I think you should write your own song called T-Bird. <laughs> and then you could just pretend like you misheard them and you play, you, now's your opportunity. Oh, I thought you were requesting my song. Yeah, but then, but then Tom Mahoney shows up. I was up. just about to yeah, say, he like, starts and grabs the mic yeah, and starts singing a song. It's yeah. like a hidden deeper meeting song, like Hotel California, where yeah. it's yeah. actually about T Bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and making yeah, his bird calls. I love that man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What are, you, what, are your, what are you looking forward to most this summer? What am I looking forward to most this summer? That, you know, I wasn't prepared for that question because well, that's how I like to roll. Yeah, I won't right. lie to you. I'm just looking forward to the summer. I'm so sick of January. Um, I love the wintertime, but as a full-time musician, the wintertime is usually not very friendly and I miss the constant go. I miss the crowds. People are happier in the summertime. The vitamin D's flowing, yeah, you know, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. people and also block Island too is one of the few places that I do play that no matter where I am on block Island, there are people there to listen to the music. And yeah, I'm there to entertain people and have a good time, which I love to do as well. But there is that artist side, you know, we all have it. Anyone who plays music where no, like it'd be nice if you just actually paid attention to what I'm doing for like two seconds. Like, can you listen for two seconds? And like the, the deck of Captain Nick's has kind of become like my little home away from home because it's, I just know that crowd that's going to show up and you get curveballs for sure. But I, it's just, you get a crowd there that is there to party, there to listen, there to have a good time. And I try to keep, I try to play songs for everybody, so I'm just I'm just really looking forward to having the hey, summer crowds back, man. Yeah. I'm telling and you. Let me give you a, a spin. You know, whenever I come to Black Island, I I try to have some sympathy for the visitor because when you put together how much they spent in a, in a lump sum to be on Block Island, and you break it down to an hourly fee, you well, know, it's only getting at, higher. Yeah. Looking at fifty six thousand, the fact that you're able to give them a great hour for that $50 they spend. You know, a lot of other places, it's the price of a beer at the bar to yep. listen to you sing, and therefore they, they're not, like they you don't said, get, yeah. no. So I think it, it may, people are very picky with their time when they're on the island. They want to make every last minute count, and they should. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, a good thing that you're doing for them, and I think that's why you get those people that are really there to you know to have a ball. You, you don't just happen to be something going on because they're going into a bar for a beer, you know? And one thing that I've definitely appreciated over the years too is that Block Island is a music scene. It's its own little oh, scene, yeah. you know. And there's there's certain places to go to hear certain kinds of music. It's which an is artist cool. scene in general. A big time artist. Whether scene, you like music, whether you like films, mm-hmm. whether you like you painting, know painting, whatever photography. Yep. It, you know, it's an it's, artist. It's a big time uh, artist scene. Yeah. And you know, I, I definitely I had to like let loose a little or let let it go a little. That you know, not necessarily don't take it so seriously, but like you know, man, just do your thing. Like yeah, you know, you don't have to like pretend to be x you know yeah, you don't have to be jimmy buffett no and trust me i would love to be jimmy buffett but like you know at the end of the day it's it's nice that you it's captain nicks is just one of those places you know those play and uh the singer for the blushing brides maurice. Uh, maurice. maurice yeah great uh nice nice former 
podcast guest. Only great gets to episode. use the C word. Great episode. Great yes. episode. Yeah. And you're right. So and far. I won't ruin that for him. I won't say yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but he even, you know, he says it all the time every time he plays there's places like Captain X are a dying breed. They're, they're just running out. And I didn't get a chance to grow up in the glory days of live music. You know, I'm kind of catching it on the, it's <laughs> holding on by, you know, a thread in some places. Yeah, man. You were firmly born right in the middle of the DJ like yeah. thing for, for people your age, Correct. generally I, I think you're going to love what you've lined up for this summer. I think it's, yeah, I think I'm, I'm no sorry. matter how much all of us love Block Island, you know, when I have the chance, it, that day away is like a recharge the battery and refresh. Life. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that day, I miss it and I want to be back. And I think you're going to find, you know, I hope, I hope for your sake that that's the case. Yeah. And, and you enjoy the stability of what you've locked into and you enjoy the, the break on Friday nights. And then you're like, oh, it's going to be good to get back there. It's gonna yeah. Be good and, back, it, back you know, home. it's I, I go through that every week as it is. And that's why we keep coming back. Right. I mean, you right, know, yeah. we're that's not that. we're not there for no reason. So that's true. Um, that's actually that's very true. Yeah. yeah. We're not there for no reason. We're not there for no reason. We're yeah. there for a very specific reason. And it's that none of us know what we're doing. With our lives, well, makes so we all just ended up there. Feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it true. Makes me feel great. I got to hang out with you guys more. This is Dude, fun. It's great. Trust Especially me, when the winter drags you down. You know, I've been dragged down some dark holes in the winter oh, in the dude, rain. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's bad. You know, I I live there year round, and it is it's you know you will bitch sometimes about the crowds and the traffic in the summer, but. Man, there's another side to that when it all dries up and it Tip all goes away yeah. and you know every single person you run into. You, you know, know what I just you know. realized? Maybe we should, and, and again, we're recording, this This episode's being recorded in, in uh, January, the late January, yeah. 2023. Um, so uh, maybe we should invite Rich to come down with us uh, to, wink, wink, you know where? Should we tell him? We uh, tell so him. by the time- I'm nervous. So ner- uh, uh, listeners, by the time you hear this, this will have passed, but- uh, Rob and I also we sometimes perform as a duo with a fantastic name. The name? Do you know the name of our duo? No. Go ahead, Rob. We're called Small and Oats. Small and Oats. <laughs> we. The mystery is, we don't we don't say which one who's who. Oh, I, yeah. I, I know who's who. Do clearly, you? Clearly, Rob, you're small. Correct. Right. <laughs> uh, well, it could, anyway, that's not worse. So we, Rob and I, are going to rehearse for summer. Because we, Small and Oats, has booked a week-long residency at the Smoke and Tuna in Key West from March 6th to Mar- March 10th. We're going on the road, baby. So, Rich, nice. maybe, I'm just saying, spitballing here, maybe you should come down and be our road manager. Could be fun. You know, I'll I'll give it some, wait, is it th- this coming March? This coming oh, March. Yeah. I put it in the email oh. to you about my blackout dates. Unfortunately, I have a date with a surgeon. Oh, right. So I'll, right. I'll share some true fact. Get my hip replaced on March 8th. Oh. Yeah. Been, All right. been a lot of pain, but that. Thank you so much for the invite. That would be, you know. Let me call the surgeon see if we yeah, can we can pump push it up it, a week. Push it a week. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, I'm that. sure the there's a wheelchair yeah. accessible. We can yeah. get you yeah. there. Like, oh, it's, great. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be great. Small and oats. And we got a. It's actually it's cool. Like the place is kind of like Nick's. It's got like a little band apartment upstairs. So like yeah. they put you up for the week and you play. You get a little residency. Play Do either of you guys it. snore? I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I. I think I, I used to. I like to be I the only one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. no, that's fine. You can have it. It's all you. Yeah. 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 So oh, looking man. forward to that. Oh, I'm, I'm Should be psyched. good deal. So, we I've actually got... never been to Key West. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Block Island. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Just like bigger and like more palm trees. Lots of palm trees. That's the only difference. Anyway, um, well, I don't have much else, and we're getting low on. What do you think? You got any I, other questions for Rob? Or I don't. Uh, right. uh, but ever since the day I met you, great guy, straight okay, shooter, yeah. great musician, thank only you, getting you. better and better and better. Yeah. And I think that you know you've got a following now. Uh, I'm 
I guess having met you when you were so young, I'm I'm proud of you. You know, I guess that's it. Aren't you kind of that? You really mean it, man? Well, between, yeah. I, I will say to you, I can't let the kid know, man. Yeah, I'm proud of him. But just don't, don't let him. Okay, okay. You know, kids, yeah, my, yeah. feel the headphones no, start yeah, to his, swell. Yeah, look at it. Look at the size of the kid's uh, head. You know, already. I want to say you did, you did everything just right. You well, know? thanks, man. You, All right, fine. I'll get like you know, Rob's, Rob's a. A dude, one of my main dudes, and I don't even know what you are to me. You're like some weird because I don't have kids. You're like some weird mix of like a son and a little brother in some weird way. Yeah, uh, I have a word and, that I made up. Yeah, you're his frad, frad, <laughs> friend and dad. You're, you're his friend, but when it comes to shove, you'll give him the dad advice. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> see what I'm saying? You no know, doubt. You see yes, what I did there? I, I like yeah, that. Frad yeah. or frother. Whatever. Yeah. Depends on the night and how much Depends. bourbon is involved. There's oh, no like, bourbon in any time no, we hang out. We no, are nice, we responsible. No? Yep. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, I could are change you that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Well, all right. Long story short, you guys, thanks again for and letting me be on the podcast. No problem. Guys. Thanks for being with us, Rich. Uh, but any any last words for Block on anything you want to mention that we forgot? I don't think so. I th- I mean, we've kind of been talking about a whole bunch of stuff, so, so I think we got it, though. You know how this goes. For people, we, we talk as if everybody knows everything about the, the live music scene. So, do, do this. What you already sure. know is kind of set in stone with your summers. What are you doing this summer for schedule-wise? Where, are you, where and when are you performing that you can already lock in that you're doing? A couple things we're still trying to iron out, but I'll try to give you a pretty good consensus of what's going on. So Saturdays, I will still have my acoustic gig that I've had forever um, from like 5.30 to 8.30, 6 to 9, whatever that time slap might be, but you know, outside on the deck. And then we have the Young Guns as well uh, for Sundays. Um, I'm probably going to be doing acoustic as well pre-disco night on Mondays. I did that last year. It actually worked out really well. Um, it was cool because there's so many industry people out there who like want to come hang out at Nick's and usually they have Mondays off. And so Monday, my Monday gig wound up being like, an, like just like a bunch of people working all the restaurants coming to hang out, which is great. So um, I think I'm going to be doing at least once a week post piano bar um they do something there called sloppy seconds which is like an hour and a half set after the piano dueling piano guys i'll be doing that i'm probably going to sneak over to the national sneak over to the spring house where i can here and there as well too uh my band will be out there four times five times so i'm looking at the schedule right now uh the rob davis band will be at captain nicks on uh tuesday the 4th of july july 4th we did we got the big one first first time ever playing the fourth for the rob davis band then they're going to be at that same weekend, week, yeah. uh, Friday, Saturday, July 7th and 8th, and then two weeks later, Friday, Saturday, July 21st and 22nd. All right. And that band's Great. a lot of fun. Cause, a lot of fun. Uh, we got the horn section. They get all dressed up in stupid outfits, and they're fantastic players, too. So uh, we just play a bunch of old, cool, classic rock covers. And awesome. Just I'm throw looking down. forward so, to it. Good looking stuff. forward to it. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Thanks for coming and chatting with us. Hey, thanks, thanks for Rob. having me. Yeah, and anytime you guys want to talk this nice about me, we can do it once a week. I'm around. So. <laughs> oh, we do when you're not around. We do. So, no, you yeah. know. No, yeah, 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 we do. All right, hey, <laughs> and listeners, thanks for listening to uh, Rob Davis's story. I hope you get to go check him out. If you haven't seen him, uh, you should. If you have seen him, you know what we're talking about. And you can reach out to us with any uh, ideas, questions, whatever you like. Just email us at twoguysonbi at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on all of the proper social media channels. And uh, whatever you do, make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to us on. And uh, please tell your friends about the Two Guys on Block Island podcast because that's really how it the word spreads, you know, about yeah. what it is we do here, which I'm not really sure what that is but it's people seem to like it so far for yeah some we'll reason. keep going yeah so far so good cool all right rob thanks man thank thanks, you rob. see you on the block yeah later mark oh i just called it the block oh no 
Hey, Rich. Yeah? I was thinking about uh, um, getting some uh, sheet music for Freebird. Do you want to, uh, like, maybe sing it while I play piano? We could do our own version of it. Sure. All right. I'll do that, but only if somebody screams it from the audience. Okay. You know, that's like, I, I don't feel comfortable if, unless that happens. All right. Well, then, uh, let's... Is your, and would is, there be a $100 bill involved? Um, yeah. Oh, and one last thing. Whether you're a local or just visiting Block Island, pick up a copy of the Block Island Guide. Published annually for the last 35 years, it features 120 pages full of killer photos and all the details you need to know. Most importantly, it's fun to read. What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? We're dying of all.